Hello and welcome to Meaningful Conversation, our podcast here at Bounce OT. Today we have Callum, founder and lead occupational therapist, talking about how Bounce was only intended to be a small project, but is now a bigger business offering various products and services. Callum reflects on his career change and early stage of his university degree, to how and why he set up a social enterprise. Finally, Callum discusses some of his role models and recommends some tips for both OT students and people who are thinking about setting up their own business. Well, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, I am 28 years old. I am a twin. I've got a twin brother. I'm trying to think about how to explain both the personal side of me and both the kind of business side of me. Um, Because I guess I identify quite um, a lot of my time in my life at the moment as being a kind of social entrepreneur, being a um, you know founder of a, of, a, of a business. So that's you know a big part of kind of me and who I am. But often then I don't take the time to reflect on me personally as well. So no, I've got um, I myself uh, used to do a lot of traveling. I have enjoyed um, working abroad in different different countries. I did four summers over in the US um, whilst I was at uni. Um, I've, you know, just really enjoyed traveling loads of different countries, be that kind of being as far as Australia and back in Thailand and stuff like that. Prior to doing occupational therapy at uni, I actually was doing another course. I was doing um, international business, again, with this mindset of going abroad, doing stuff, you know, um, traveling mindset. Since uni, I've maintained doing some postgrad study as well, um, both doing sensory integration as an online module, but it's through Sheffield Hallam Uni. Um, and I've been doing some master's level occupational therapy courses with Queen Margaret in Edinburgh as well. So um, be keeping myself busy. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Anyway. I know that you'll be talking about um, sensory integration a bit more in another podcast with Sharon. Hopefully. Yeah. 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 No, we're hoping to do that. Because um, I myself have just finished the um, three modules that you need to do to become a sensory integration practitioner. Um, which was a lot of hard work actually, but Sharon's also completed that and Sharon's undertaking the fourth module that you need to get like a, uh, another advanced level, um, you know, um, tr- you know, it's further training and sensory integration, which means that she'll be further qualified in it. So she was a bit of a mentor for me going through that course and we were hoping to do a, a podcast just all about sensory integration and um, the differences between sensory strategies and sensory integration. So that'll be an interesting podcast that we'll come up with after, after this. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Um, I was going to ask you as well, what's your role here? So my role is, I mean, it's a bit of everything, kind of. I am the founder of the service, so I set this up in 2017. Um, I am on the board, which is um, a whole other kind of, you know, another side of another podcast, maybe, or it's, it's a whole other side of the business in terms of how it's run. So we're a social enterprise. I can talk more about that later, but we're kind of governed as a non-profit organization. We're uh, governed by a board of non-executive directors. We have different subgroups that work with us, um, like a parent partners committee and, you know, professional advisors to the board. So 
I guess my role is kind of uh, being the founder of the service, but I'm on the board, so I help kind of manage and kind of govern regulations of the business and, you know, kind of deciding where we're going as a business as well. But obviously, um, I've been responsible for building a team, um, uh, you know, both of occupational therapists and of play leaders and other, other staff to keep the business running. And we've been growing as a business. So now there's other people involved like Shai, who's a marketing officer and things like that too. But my, my main part of what I've been doing, apart from just the management side of things is as lead occupational therapist. So that's been really just about implementing processes from an occupational therapy perspective, reviewing our service pathway, um, supporting other occupational therapy staff with uh, managing and maintaining their caseload. Um, so it almost feels like a bit of everything, but it's interesting. It's somewhat management, somewhat, you know, kind of like specialist clinical work. So I'll keep it as that because, yeah, <laughs> you could go into it a bit more. But no, that's that's it in a nutshell. Yeah, so you briefly touched on what a social enterprise is um, previously, yeah. but can you explain it to us again? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, this is also something I do want to do as a separate podcast as well anyway, but a social enterprise in a nutshell is um, a business for good that isn't a private business, but we, you know, there's many, there's not one legal definition of a social enterprise, but it's about, um, you know, doing, doing business with a social purpose. Um, so there's maybe charities that could be considered as social enterprises because you have a charitable purpose. There's, we're set up as a community interest company, so, uh, we can operate like a traditional business. Um, where we can obviously make sales and, uh, you know, uh, trade like a business, if you like. So we're not limited in that capacity, but we can also go for uh, charitable grants. Um, so a lot of the way that we're funded is through grants to deliver fully funded services um, to individuals and sessions, be that the therapeutic play sessions we run. Um, so yeah, we're, you know, don't need to say much more about that right now, but it's, it's, it's a type of business model and it's, um, one of the most flexible and, uh, sustainable, if that's the key word that's being thrown around all the time, business model as, um, you're able to really give back to your community or you're able to give back to the, the planet, if that's what you're about as a, as a business or whatever. So it's, um, not just your traditional private business that's out to make a profit mm -hmm. all the time that people might associate negatively. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So I know that, um, we'll probably touch on in another episode about the meaningful series. Um, yeah. but obviously to go along with what a social enterprise is, we do the buy one, uh, give one option in one yeah. of our services. So I didn't know if you wanted to touch on that briefly. Yeah. Yeah. No. So that's, um, that's, a really interesting link because that's a new thing that, that we're, we're doing. So uh, we've always been a service that um, just delivers face-to-face -face, um, therapy interventions with families. Um, but as of since COVID, we've obviously adapted our services and, you know, that's going to be talked more about on other podcasts and it's on our website that we offer universal targeted specialist services. But what yeah what you're referring to is the main change that we've done as a business that we want to launch some products and our main one is you know these new inclusive activity play cards uh the meaningful moments 
so we could have just just sold them online we could have mm -hmm. just or printed them and sold them or whatever but we, we could just be selling them but again with a social purpose as a company and with a kind of social mission and what our values are as an organization um, and as a social enterprise we've we've adopted that by social model so yeah we um want to donate a pack for every pack that's purchased um so that's that buy one give one you know so it's almost like a buy one get one free but mm -hmm. we're gonna give that to our service or our family um in need so we're gonna try and work with local partners be that services in the council or different organizations that support the same client group that we do um in the area and we want to partner with them to find out like who would most benefit from these resources so that's just a really quick good example of um how we can still be a social uh driven business mm -hmm. whilst selling products you know exactly so. yeah so i just have a few more questions for you so um just quick five questions um who would you say your role models are and do you have any tips for ot students i have probably i don't know if i can name any off the top of my head i've I've probably got a few different role models that I've looked up to throughout the years, probably more so different practice educators that I've had um, from when I was studying occupational therapy at uni as, you know, that's what really kind of drove me forward and maintained my passion for wanting to pursue occupational therapy as a career. So I've, you know, got a few kind of role models from, from uh, my time at university. Um, and with regards to any tips, I think the main thing would be what I always tell every student I take on whenever I'm a practice educator um, at Bounce OT, I always just say to everybody to keep an open mind about the potential for the role of occupational therapy. So, um, you know, don't just be phased or put off by, you know, say an NHS service or a council service or even another third sector service, you know. Um, don't be put off just by this is what you're doing on placement like this this is what the role of OT is within this setting you know fair enough you've got to understand that and you've got to see that but I think it can be very limiting and quite confusing because I remember feeling that when I was at uni being like okay so my role as an OT is coming in and discharging or my role as an OT is coming in and doing um, you know purely this one assessment and I don't have time to do anything else or, or whatever but you know people that come onto placement with us are quite uh positively shocked if that's even a word you know in terms of how open and flexible their role can be here at Bounce OT because we're obviously structured in a different way um being a business not a public health service um so the flexibility and openness um to yeah what the potential of occupational therapy can be and how you can just relate your theory to practice to it um it was probably a common theme you might have heard that across other podcasts yeah, from other staff I don't yeah. know if that's that makes sense you know if, if you've heard that yeah no I know that Naomi and Francesca briefly touched on stuff like that as well so it's nice to see that we're all in the similar mindset so yeah thank you very much for doing no, thank this. you for your time look forward to hearing the other podcasts Thank you.